All right, we've just completed episode three of Terrace House. Welcome to Terrace House Mafia, the official, uh, officially licensed, sponsored by Netflix, Terrace House podcast. The only source for the hottest Terrace House takes, THTs. Uh, we're here to talk about episode three, Dream Police, uh, an episode title. Oh, I'm Nick Robinson. This is Chad Hyman. First off, first off, happy 2017, y'all. Y'all made it. Mm-hmm. You made it. And as a gift, we're going to give you... Uh, 16 more episodes of this podcast, we promise. There was a lot of demand. <laughs> Over um, the holidays. There was a lot of demand. Uh, you know, people were freaking out. People were rioting in the streets. Couches were burned. And I said, stop the madness. Stop the violence. And start recording. We're going to do it again. And, and so and we're, here we are. Here we are. Episode um, three. I, I now understand. Having, when I went into this episode, I was like, why is it called Dream Police? Now that I've seen the episode, I know why it's called Dream Police. I don't want to jump the gun, but there's a reason it's called that. Now, let's let's talk about this kind of... Well, this good for you, because I don't understand why it's called Dream okay, Police, well, but I'd like you to teach we'll me talk that, about educate it. me. So, so uh, there's, there's this sort of scene at the beginning, right? It opens on Yuki, the tap dancing boy. Tap, as we've come to call tap. him. Uh, sort of sitting, sitting on the couch with a few of the homies talking about their dreams. He's like, hey, you want to be a baseball player? What happens if you don't become a baseball player? Uh, He's like, that's a that's a great goal of you, blah blah blah. But, but like, what's your backup? What's your backup plan? Um, oh, now it's hit me why the show's called that. Why it's called Dream Police? Yeah, yeah. Yep, because yep, yep. Yuki, our tap dancing friend, turns out he's the Dream Police. He's uh, inquiring, kind of uh, giving out tickets to people. Yeah, being like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with your? Life? Oh, that's good. What What are you gonna do if that doesn't work out? Like he's, I think because he's old. And he's mad old, and he's, he, he's the and oldest also, one in the house. It seems like shit's worked out for him. He's been tap dancing for 20 goddamn years, and it's been going okay so far. He's teaching kids. I mean, is he doing that well? He's th- I mean, they, he mentioned he had a show coming up in September, so things are going all right. Um, a scene that really, really stood out to me, and, and that showed a lot of character development for Yuki, is there's this moment where they're all sitting on the couches, and we got Makoto, the baseball boy, and then we've got... Uh, Minori, the model, right? Yep. And Yuki's sitting in between them, and he's like, "Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about? Where he's like, hey, remember oh. when you had that blue bathing suit on? Remember? And Makoto yelled out the blue bathing oh, suit. Oh yes, and yes, yes, yes. He drops this line of like, you got the kind of bum he likes in front of both of them, and, and it's like, it's. I thought it he was, was a shocker. It was like he was being a wingman, but he was being like. It's a real, real awkward way. I'll walk you through it. my thoughts because my first thought was, "Oh, he's sabotaging it. He's throwing, he's throwing baseball boy under the bus no, and no, trying no. to make this awkward on purpose." And then, like, if that was, I don't know that that was his plan, but if that was his plan, it didn't work out because he was like, "Hey, you got the kind of butt my boy here likes," and she's like, "Oh, tight." She's like, "High five, yay! yay. This is cool." And so it was like. In a way, he actually accelerated the relationship. Yeah, I felt like he was just like, I, I'm old. I give no fucks. I'm just going to help this boy out. I'm going to help this young man uh, potentially develop a relationship with this young woman. Yes. Um, so so uh, let's let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, there's what, what were your thoughts on the run? So there's the run, right, where the baseball boy and the model go baseball on Baseball boy and the model went on. It was Makoto. very cute. You know, it seemed like they had a really nice bond. It was, you know, a night run. It was right next to this beautiful park. Yeah, you could um, see like the Tokyo Tower. In it the felt background. like it was like a, a genuine bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't walk away from it being like, oh, this they're is, madly in love. This is like, love. This is it. Like this is like the the uh, 
you know, segue into their relationship. I don't know. It was, it was nice. It was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the sense that it was like, it seemed kind of nice. I feel like if you took all the background music out of that scene, it would have been a somewhat awkward night run between two mutual acquaintances who don't know each other that well. Yada, yada, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're yawning a little I'm bit. sorry, but yes, I 100% agree. I was just trying to sneak that yawn in. Yeah, we're having a, it's a this is a late night recording session. It's late. 12.30. Speaking of late, uh, there's that late night dinner. Yeah, they have that delicious dinner together. There's that really, it's right before they go for the run there's that really cute scene where um where minori asked makoto if if she can borrow like a jersey oh yeah she was like can I get some like yeah can i get some like gym shorts and like a tee basically. she's got that oakley tee and yeah it's and i just i don't know i love that there's something man there's something about this show i've been trying to like put my finger on it for the past three episodes like what is it about this show it's well shot it's for yeah it's beautifully shot i thought the whole run scene was like i don't there's this incredible you tracking shot out. yeah just from a from a shooting perspective like there's this tracking shot where they're running down the sidewalk and they've got like a perfect camera tracking alongside them and then it's like nighttime but it's so like the i'm really impressed at how well lit this whole scene anyways i Something that I've been trying to pin down, like, what is it that makes this show feel so fucking different from, like, like Big Brother? And I think part of it is, like, A, it's focused on really subtle interactions and emotions. No one's, like, really screaming at each other. Yeah. But also there's, like, these insert shots of characters... Faces like their facial reactions up close, super super tight. Right after like you an get interesting real feeling, you do. You it feels like you really get like you get to see their reactions to, to every little moment, which is is really. Well, it's cool. also just like it, it's very subtle, and it's like you know they're talking about like in this show like the wind and how nice it is. You would never get that on the Jersey Shore. I can never <laughs> see Snooky being like. Well, the wind was really nice tonight. Can we talk also, speaking of things that maybe aren't that subtle. So she's wearing that whole uh, head sweatband of his throughout oh, the whole run scene. And then God. she hands it yes. to him. And homie like smells it. He smells it, it. Which is like oh. a kind of a weird move. It's in front of her and she's like, you're going to smell it? like Yeah, she's kind of like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, so I, I think we're, we're dancing around kind of the core, the core moment in this episode the one that it's named after the one that that made the biggest difference which is there's this like it, it was another dinner it's was the it, night it well dinner? it's the night of yuki's birthday oh yes so he comes home and everyone's like surprise we spelled your name wrong here's a sash with your name spelled wrong and, on it and, and one thing that he kind of mentioned earlier in the episode was like you know and i think he then brings up again he's like i'm not here to play house i'm not just trying to like live in this house and bounce out like I'm trying to make real relationships yeah. here. I want us to all be like it's something he reiterates for the rest of our lives. And like in the opening scene in this episode, you see him kind of be like, "I don't, I don't." He's like, "It's gonna be hard for us to get along if we don't know what each other's hopes and dreams are." So that's why he's pushing for this. But what happens is he gets home from fucking tap dancing practice or whatever, and the conversation they're like having their little dinner, and the conversation really quickly kind of pivots into, it escalates it escalates quickly. into yuki doing what yuki does which is interrogating everyone very person on a very personal level like, about let's their go one by one and say what we're doing now and say what like you all plan on doing and it's funny because like i feel like everyone in the show has had honestly pretty clearly defined roles right yeah. makoto is the baseball boy yuki's the tap dance boy tatsuya is the hair boy minori is the model girl yuriko is the med student girl and then mizuki is kind of like stu- she works in an office that sort of does soccer stuff but she's also but a she's a barista in the same building and it's like very it's been she has it's i would say it's it's it wouldn't be unfair to say she has the vaguest job description i don't think it's the vaguest i feel like she's like you know uh 
a, a millennial that's kind of just like has her side hustle. <laughs> For sure. She has her like dream hustle of like, I want to work in the soccer industry. But so, it's like, I have my side hustle of like, I'm making coffee. To that pay the was rent. totally what I thought in episode one and episode two. She was just doing it to, to make ends meet. But during this conversation at Yuki's dinner, she's like, my dream is actually to have my own like shop, my own cafe. I want to make a cafe with like an atmosphere I like. Yes. I really like people. And she's like, I want to travel and like buy stuff for it. Which I think was a solid ass answer. She's like, oh, that's this is exactly what I want to do. And Yuki's like, nah, dude, that's not good enough. And he just like kind of roasts her. And he's like, I, he's like, I feel like that was really unclear. I still don't know what your dream he is. He was like, where do you want this cafe? Like what city? Like he needed solid specific answers. And I'm sure he was trying to help in his own weird way. Like, but he like pushed the conversation along of like. Maybe I'll help you figure out, like, answer those questions, help you answer the questions you may But he, like, hammers yourself. her on it in this really aggressive way to the point that she starts, like, choking up and eventually starts crying. And it's, like... And then leads, um... It, it actually... It, you're talking about... I think I know what you're saying, which is that Yuriko started crying, yeah, too. Yeah, it leads her to crying. And it's just, like, oh, man... You know, you're ruining this dinner. It's your own birthday dinner. Is this a gift to yourself to see these ladies crying? It feels like, like it's a fucked up an gift. immensely, um, an an immense misjudgment of the tone of the room. And and it's a- almost like, ha it's my birthday. What are y'all doing with your lives? Oh, not good enough. I feel better. This, and now y'all are crying. They should have named the episode It's My Party and You'll, you'll cry, cry If I, if I Want, want to. to. That would have been really good. But just like, it was just such a weird vibe thing. He kept insisting on it. I thought he was being really, like, even before anyone started crying, I was like, why is he being like, nah, girl, your dream sucks. Like, that seems so weird to me. And I'm glad the uh, the talking head hosts who comment everything were also just like, we're like, you jackass. They're like, fuck this fool. Piece of shit. So, I don't know. That was a weird moment. Um, it is nice, like, to where, like, you're a little bit unsure of, like, how you feel about it. To kind of have the hosts be, like, throwing their opinions they were, like, as well. Yeah, especially where you're like, oh, great. Everyone's validating the same <laughs> feeling I'm feeling of, it's like, especially damn, helpful. you're a dick. Yeah. it's. I think it's like, extra helpful because you and I don't speak Japanese. And so I feel like there's, like, small subtleties that maybe we're not picking yes. up on. And to have them verify and point out things like that is really helpful. Um, I just think it was the, – the my big takeaway from this episode is that I thought the hairstylist guy was the motherfucker. And I'm starting to think that maybe – Maybe the tap dancing guy is the motherfucker. Like, because the hair, uh, the hair dude kind of took a backseat this episode, and I will admit that every he time did. he showed up and opened his mouth, I was like, "You still suck." But yeah, but yep. but Yuki is like, he's out here making motherfuckers cry. Like, what happened? I did not think we were gonna see tears on episode three at all. It felt like it felt like it's like um you know in the real world the the phrase the show is like when people start stop being fake and start acting real yeah. episode three was that mm-hmm. where people were like all right we've kind of gotten to know each other we've gotten the hi how are you is like people are going on like pseudo like somewhat dates people are like pushing people on like what they're doing with their lives like people are drinking more in this episode um and i think it's just like people are starting to become their real selves mm-hmm. and it's really starting to show they're getting a little comfortable finally and i yes. definitely feel like in episode one and episode two they were like there was still this well, i think the thing distance. you have to remember is that every episode is supposed to be a week at least that's how it's kind of billed as so it's like this is three weeks into living with each other mm. Yeah, this was this was a fascinating fucking episode. I'm a little alarmed because I did see that the name of episode four is like Tears Shed Again or something. Yeah, so, it had a name where I was like, oh man, I'm, oh man. I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, but yeah, that was, that was episode three of Terrace House. Things are fucking, I feel like we might have said this last time, but it's extra true this time. Shit is popping off in a real major way. Um, and I, I can't wait to see where it goes. But yeah, uh, 
that's that's it from us. Episode three. Episode three. Turns happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year, New, new year. Me. Um, I mean, what and what's our what's our catchphrase at the end of every episode? Do you remember? <laughs> it's been like a, I left in twenty sixteen. We're gonna come up with. We'll a new do this one. again. We'll do this because that's a line from. We'll the show. do this again. Um, we're gonna get our catchphrase for episode four. It's gonna come. All right. And maybe can I borrow your jersey? <laughs> Perfect.